0: You guys know the movie Groundhog's Day, right? Where it feels like the same day over and over and over again. Well, that's probably what it feels like when you're flipping through profiles when you're online dating, right? Like you've seen the same profile again and again and again and again. She's not just one of those profiles. You're also probably one of those profiles. And no one loves to live the same day over and over and over again because it's boring. So make your profile interesting, enticing, alluring, clever, something that she's never seen before. And I promise you, the amount of times you get swiped on left will go down drastically. So if you want more matches, stop wasting time, stop living in Groundhog's Day and having the same experience on a dating app day in and day out. So go to christenandchill.com. If you want help with your banter, of course, I'm there for that. But I'm also here to make you look your best, sound your best, and appear your best. So you can
1: start getting those matches and getting on to dates. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the dictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the dictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have the amazing Eve Lyons here who is the wife of Adam Lyons, top pickup artist. But that is not why she's here. She is on our show to talk about dating foreign women, specifically Russian women and whether or not it's different... Than dating women in the United States. So keep listening. Hey guys, I have a very special treat for you today. Christian is not here once again, sadly, but not so sadly because we have the amazing Eve Lyons from Ask the Dating Coach here to talk to us today about dating foreign women, women who are not from the United States, but could be living in the United States or maybe even living abroad. She is a pro, number one, just about dating in general, advising men, but more specifically about dating foreign women because she is a foreign woman. And so I'm so excited to have her here today. And she is going to talk your ear off about dating foreign women. So Eve, thank
2: you so much for coming on and talking with us. Of course. Thank you for having me. Like I said, it's, it's big cultural differences between dating, you know, here and back in Russia where I'm from. Yeah. So more than happy to talk about uh, different mentalities, different approaches, different
1: values, of course, too. Oh, I love it. Okay, well, why don't you tell us a bit about who you are? Because that's an interesting story
2: as well. It's just so that they know that they can really trust what you're saying. Sure, sure. My, my story is quite interesting. I am a very interesting transplant, right? Yeah. I immigrated here on my own when I was 19. Not a male order bright, just move here because I figured why not? Yeah. Right? What the worst can happen? I don't like it, I'll go back home, right? right. What you know to square one. So I moved here on my own. I was actually lived in LA for a very long time, working in Hollywood industry as a photographer for fashion magazines, shows, you know, uh, fashion brands and stuff too, more behind the camera than in front of the camera. And then I run into, well, now my husband, (laughs) who we start dating with, and eventually I start helping out with the business. Who's your husband? Yes. 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 It's my husband. His name is Adam Lyons. He is a world-winning dating coach and he's been doing it for 18 years. Mm -hmm. So I started helping out more kind of like on sales and operation sides and slowly worked more and more in operation until I became vice president. Mm -hmm. I am his integrator. So he's the visionary. He is the creative person. And then I... Take his vision, break it down to steps and make it more easy to implement and and get it out to clients, basically. <laughs> yeah. You take his
1: crazy creative side and make it like yeah. tangible <laughs>
2: for the rest of the world.
1: But I'll, I'm going <laughs> to drill down a little bit more because Adam Lyons, like Adam and I kind of grew up at the same time in the pickup artist world. I think he won best pickup artist probably like eight years in a row or something. I'm probably making that up. But basically, he was considered one of the top male pickup artists in the entire world. So that's who you ended up marrying. Which means that you also get access (laughs) to all of the information that he shares with his clients. Then, from now... yeah. Yeah. So you you know all the tips and tools and advice,
2: right? Absolutely. Yeah. And the reason, what I like about his methods too, it's just, it's not... Just pick up. It's none of those cheesy corny lines. And our marketing message that I always tell to our clients, it's not really sexy. I'm like, hey, we're not going to be like, make you good overnight, right? right. Uh, we're going to teach you more how people make decisions, what's going on in their brain chemistry, right? What triggers certain emotions, what brain chemistry and how to like trigger those within the different personality types and read where women are in the process. Because, you know, we swing, bring on a day, right? Yeah. And I just like know where you sit on that map so that, you can choose which direction you want to go, right? You don't have to like rely on script. You can be like, oh, I need to be, you know, build more rapport, break more rapport and so on and so forth, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a bit more tactical, I would say, which I love, which is that's how I am as well, which is why I've always
1: loved Adam and the advice from your team. So tell me about dating foreign women. I know that, you know, you're from Russia, so that's the foreign that you know. But I know that you also have interviewed (laughs) lots of other women as well from all around the world. So I just want to understand, like, is it different or why is it so different? Or what? Actually, let's take a step back. Can you maybe explain dating American women and what that kind of looks like? And then maybe do a contrast to some other nationalities or even just to Russian nationalities? Yeah, like, let's look at the American women
2: first. Yeah, absolutely. So, in general, we're gonna back, back away a little bit, right? Basically, I always like traveling because, you know, again, when you when you live in Russia, especially like uh, living in America, you guys are blessed because it's such a mix of all different cultures, right? When yeah. I lived in Los Angeles, I had Armenian friends, Brazilian friends, American friends, Filipino friends. It was great, basically, right? You have those little pockets of cultures that you can mix while being comfortable in your in your house, in yeah. your area, right? What have you? In Russia, it's just Russia, basically. Right. So anyone who stands out, especially like in if where I live in a, in a smaller town, it wasn't like a big Moscow metropolis. Right. It was like a smaller town. So if you do, if you wear something unusual, if you do something unusual to your hair, if you stand out in any way, people are like, oh, what's wrong with her? Right. Like She doesn't fit in. Right. Like they give you those kind of like small town looks basically. Right? right. Which for me, I never liked that. I wanted to live in a bigger like place where people don't really care and you kind of like you can be more individualized, basically. So I travel a lot since early age. And quite often on my own, too, actually, because I just love it. What's the worst can happen? Yeah, yeah I love it. I was adventurous. I'm like, oh, I'm going to give it a shot. What's the worst can happen? Right. So <laughs> and for me, you know, college makes you smart, but traveling makes you wise. I right. Agree. You see how other people live. You see their values. You see how much or how little they have. Right. And what they appreciate. And I think that that is really good to experience for everyone to be a bit more relatable to others and appreciate what they have moving to America and living in America, it is a little bit tough to travel here Mm -hmm. because you can only travel to Mexico, Canada, and everything else is taking a lot of time, goodness, you know, (laughs) and money, right? So majority of people that I talk to sometimes don't even have passports because they've never been abroad. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> for me, it was a dream to finally acquire my American passport. It took me like 10 years. I'm like, oh, yeah. thank God, I can travel with no visas. It's like dream come true for you guys. is I? some people that I meet are like, oh, yeah, I never had a passport. Why would I? Like, yeah. <gasps> you know, <laughs> I know it's not crazy. Yeah, it's, it's wild. And and for my kids, I would want the same, basically, right? My biggest fear and like not fear, but like concern, right? When people grow up very comfortable, they don't appreciate what they have, right? And they act a little more entitled because they grew up comfortable as well, too, mm-hmm. basically, right? Like, oh, what do you mean I can have this? Like, oh, you know, like it's, it's a bit more that level of entitlement yeah. is a little bit, I would prefer to be rather my kids, basically, with experiences. Yeah, I hear you. So for me, biggest difference, right, is dating like foreign women, especially in like from, from like Russian cultures that I know and like like Latin like Americans, we don't have that level of comfort growing up. So we are not scared of doing, rolling up our sleeves and doing dirty work, mm-hmm. whether it's housework or, you know, like helping with the business or with the kids or what have you, like Russian women specifically, right? They can do it all. They can take care of the kids. They can have a full-time job. <laughs> hey. Also look like models, right? Also make sure they come home and feed their husbands, you know, home. Cook meals and stuff and so on and so forth, basically.
1: Right. So So are you saying that American women are a little bit more entitled and and don't want to do as many things
2: that you've noticed? Well. You know, like, yeah, I know it's a bit controversial to say, but majority, again, I'm not saying all, right, but majority of them are, basically, right? Like, I'm not just here, if they mom, they full-time mom, and that's, like, their like job and identity, basically, right? Uh, whereas in Russia, they usually laugh at that because, like, yeah, I also clean and cook and also make money. And, like, even t- my sister as well, t- right. she has a... Several businesses that she runs. She also cares her kids. She drop them off to school, go to go work, then come pick them up, drop them off at home, do all the cleaning and cooking and what have you. And she also looks like a model too. Like I'm the I'm the smart one. She's the pretty one usually in the family, you know. So.
1: And if you guys could see Eve, you you would laugh at that because she's Uh-oh. also very attractive. So <laughs> I can't even imagine what your sister looks like. So that's interesting. So mm-hmm. so like yeah, let's dive into dating foreign women. Okay. Actually, I do want to talk more about dating American women. If you do have more information on American women. So like, is there a difference in the way that you approach a woman from Russia versus a woman from the United States? Like, because I know Adam's gone all over the world, right? To teach guys, like, is, are there different approaches for each country that he goes to? Or is it just the same? Like, do all women, are all women attracted to the
2: same thing? Well, for me, when it comes to dating, right, it's similar, dating and marketing is somewhat of a similar field, right? You will do best when you stand out, right? If everyone on dating apps messages you, hey, hey how are you doing, how are you doing, how are you doing? And you message something different, like, oh, who's this guy, basically, you're going to stand out, right? The same when it comes to, like, dating in real life, too, right? Like, if, if you do what everyone else does you competing in Red Ocean, basically. It's going to be hard to stand out. If you try something new, that usually gives you better results. So traveling abroad and dating women from abroad is kind of a little bit of a cheat, basically, right? When Adam, I, I did take him to Russia. And uh, he doesn't really speak very well. He doesn't like, have to say like, hi, thank you, what have you basically. Right. But he doesn't really, he's not fluent in Russian. Right. right. But boy, it was so easy for him. He'll just say hi with his accent. Right. Say a few words in English and goes like, oh, 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 foreigner. Oh, 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 you know, like it was just very easy, much easier to approach in my opinion. Okay. Because again, he stood out there basically too. So. Okay. So that's different. So he's different, mm-hmm. the different thing. Correct, correct. Because again, especially in my you know, hometown, we don't have that many foreigners, basically. So for okay. us, anyone who's from abroad, be like, wow, a, a foreigner, a stranger, like it's exotic, basically, too, right? So it's a little bit
1: interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's your foot in the door. If you were to go traveling, like as the guys who are listening right now, if they go traveling, that's why mm-hmm. for them it's a little bit easier or it seems easier yeah. when you go abroad. Because number one, you're different. So then that gets you your foot in the door, as I said before. But what actually then builds on attraction? So is it the same thing that works over here? Like, do they have to talk to Russian women differently than they talk to American women? Do they talk to Spanish women differently than they talk to Spanish women? Like,
2: what would the differences (laughs) be? Well, as far as the attraction, right, obviously there's cultural differences, right? So if you, like, understand, if you speak to people there, right, like, and you learn their values, you learn, like, the food they like, the music they like, that will help out, of course, a lot. But in general, as far as... The way you're gonna stand out and approach people will be easier, right? Because like you're hooking them in. They're like, oh, that is interest, right? The way you build attraction is kind of universal, right? You gotta make sure that you you go through steps, you trigger certain brain chemicals for them to aka oxytocin, right? For them to feel close to you, to like you, and so on and so forth. And speaking language helps, but not necessarily basically, right? You don't need that. It's making people laugh. I mean, yeah, you don't, right? Like of course it helps, but you don't have to like. We took some of our clients in uh, Colombia to go and have like you know trainings in Colombia. I did not speak any Spanish at all, basically, right? But it's more like having fun, make people laugh, have good touch, good laughs, good experiences
1: together. That will help a lot too. Okay, well, let's dive in a little bit more to what you just said about sure. about triggering the bank brain chemistry. I forget what the flow was that you outlined, but. Can you give more specific examples of each of the things that you just said? So even without language, right? So so touch was really important. Can you tell me a bit about the touch that you would suggest that guys use?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the brain chemicals that makes you feel that you Close to someone makes you feel more relatable. It's called oxytocin. It's like a bonding chemical, right? It's the same chemical that women flooded with when they give birth. So they love their child instantly, right? You probably, as a mom, you probably relate, right? Like when they remember when they give birth. No, I hate my children. Can't stand them. Yeah, have <laughs> <traffic>. <laughs> well, some women don't, yeah. right? That's what what part of depression comes in, right? It's because they don't, it doesn't trigger in them, right? So for them, like, oh, what is this, right? That's For strange. me, I remember I was not when I was first pregnant. I wasn't like one of those like mommy, mommy, oh, lovey-dovey women. So when I gave birth, I became one, and I'm like, oh my god, so cute, my love. And I look at the pictures back, I'm like, oh my oh, god, gosh. the newborns are so squishy. Like what? Are, what am I thinking? Oh, but thinking. I had like my mom goggles, yeah. basically. So. The same chemicals, oxytocin, is what makes us feel love, basically, right, for people. It is triggered by having good conversation, mm-hmm. good laughter, touch, and then sex okay. after that, basically. Those are the steps, right? Of course, you have good conversation, right? Like, if we relate, you kind of, well, someone needs to know the language, right? You may assume. But again, that's kind of false. When I was in uh, Colombia, for example, I did not speak any Spanish, right? People try to talk to me, and I would do a broken language, you know, like show them fingers and, and make horrible mistakes. But, but that's making them laugh, actually, too. So it's actually working in my favor, too, right? And and vice versa, right? When Adam went to Russia, he didn't speak barely in Russian, like just like a few words here and there. But again, it's the sign language on your fingers. It's you attempting to mispronounce horribly <laughs> the language, which... Makes them feel appreciated like you're trying right and then obviously triggers laughter because you're making horrible mistakes which actually works in your favor right because it triggers oxytocin then too okay. okay so that and then obviously like you know touch you can you know start with high fives then touch on shoulders, shoulder say like hey what's the bathroom here I would have you basically and move on that way too basically what other places like touch like can you tell me more places? For touching that Well, we prefer doing like the, the forearm that's a good, safe way to do it basically, right? Versus, you know, hugging someone right away or yes. what have you, basically, it's a bit more like a safer, more commonly used kind of like areas. And like high fives works very well with someone who you just met, who you don't really ready to hold hands with per se, right? So it's a good first, because it's quick, basically, right? You're not committing to, to a, a longer touch, basically. Okay. But it's a good way to, you know, have a compliance, right? To make sure that they reach you and high five you back and what have you. Okay. And what about the conversation? What about
1: when you actually can understand each other? What are ways to have conversation that can trigger
2: oxytocin? Oh, well, that's a good question as well, too. We always say that the present tense is when conversations goes to die. So a good way to, you know, talk about something that you deeply can relate to someone will be talking about the past or the future. Okay. Right? The past triggers nostalgia, something that you guys both relate to, uh, some books or movies you watched, some, you know, uh, places you've been to or what have you, basically, right? Or foods that you ate. So anything past, ecologists that you went together, maybe or what have you. And the future is all about ambitions, dreams, like directions or places you would like to travel to go to, and so on and so forth, basically. Right? Like, those are usually far better conversational topics versus what did you do today? Well, yes, yeah, exactly. What's you know? your job? <laughs>
1: do you like your job? Right. Yeah. Talking about, I like that, talking about the past or the future. Yeah. And those are good Yeah. Okay. I want to take a quick break and then I want to come and talk more about being Russian and dating. Okay. <laughs> Sure thing, yeah, of course. For all for women, but let's talk about Russian women. All right, so we'll be back after a word from our sponsors.
0: Do you want to start this new year with a bang? Or how about a lot of bangs? And I think you know what I mean when I say bang, because this is the Ask Women podcast, and occasionally we get into the sex stuff, and I feel like it's my responsibility to not just have you doing the banging, but doing it great. Doing it to where your partner is mind blown, is taken aback by the fact that they've never experienced anything like this in their life. And they'll be like, why was I missing out on all of this amazing pleasure my entire adult life? So I want to tell you guys about Beducated. Beducated is the best online solution for all of your bedroom skills, questions, needs, desires. They offer tons of courses on all the things that you guys want to know about, you know, like cunnilingus, the G-spot, and all of that stuff. But they also have things that you didn't even know existed, that this kind of pleasure was possible. And I know it well because I narrated a lot of the courses for Beducated and boy oh boy did I learn that I was missing out on a lot. So don't let your partner miss out and you don't want to miss out either. Make sure you sign up for Beducated so that you can blow her away. I went through a breakup recently and it was the best sex I've ever had in my life, told him about Beducated, saw a little bit of it. I am kind of depressed because I'm wondering if I will ever have sex that good again in my life. And unless my partner uses Beducated, I don't know if I will. So do not, not miss out on these courses. Go to Beducated.com. Make sure to use the coupon code ASKWOMEN and you will thank me if you do. Even listening to the courses, it's hard not to get turned on. And when I say hard, I mean it literally. Like you you will get hard listening to the courses. So the word course makes it sound like it's stiff, uptight. It is not. It is sexy at the same time as educational. So if you want to get pleasure while learning how to give pleasure... I'm telling you, give beducated a try. I want to hear how it goes if you do, and I also want a thank you card in the mail when you tell me how much it has changed your sex life, but not just changed, made it amazing. So, beducated.com and use the coupon code askwomen. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing, whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker. You'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want?
1: Discover Williamsburg and
0: plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
1: If you listen to the Ask Woman podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to flirty. Flirty and you'll find out all about it. All right, we are back with Eve Lyons from Ask the Dating Coach,
2: which you can watch on YouTube, right? Yeah, absolutely. We have a YouTube channel and we do have our well podcast there as well too. And we should be live on Tubi like any day now, morning. So once it goes ha- like once it happens, we obviously will promote it and the episodes with you should be live there as well. So Okay, amazing. I'm excited. That was an interesting episode. That girl that was on <laughs> our
1: show was very interesting. Yeah, we, we have good talents there too, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So tell me more about dating as a Russian woman. And just, I want to know the differences because when I was in Austin, you were telling me the differences, like how w- a Russian women want to be approached a little bit differently. I have- I have Nadia, who's one of my head wing girls. She's also Russian, and she always says it is a little bit different than most Americans. So can you tell me, like,
2: what some of these differences are? Well, sure. First of all, we do, like, a bit more, like, traditional roles for men and women, basically, right? Like, that's, like, one thing we kind of, like, overall, as a big cultural, you know, um, whole disagree with the Western, right? Like, we prefer women to be more feminine, men to be more masculine, you know, what have you, right? So we prefer men to be decision-maker, a bit more of a leader as well too, and take charge. you like, it's important for us that they decide, not like, what do you want to do? But like, hey, I'll pick you up at this time. We're going to go there and do this. Be ready. Like that kind of approach. A bit more firm. Like, okay. Would you be turned off
1: by a guy saying, like, hey, I've thought of some plans for Wednesday night when we hang out where we could go for sushi or for Chinese? Which one would you prefer?
2: Would that be like an ugh for you
1: or would you appreciate that?
2: No, I mean, that is not a turn off per se, right? Especially like in the way you described it, right? It's like a simple choice here and there. But honestly, me personally, When it comes, like, I don't mind making plans and building something from scratch, but when I have dilemmas between two options, I struggle so much. And I always come to you, Adam, even the seal of choices like this, basically, I'm like, hey, babe, which one? This one, this one, right? It doesn't matter. And I know it doesn't matter, but I have a hard time committing and picking when there is like two equal choices, specifically, basically, right? So for me, actually, I would truly appreciate demand. I would be like, hey, we're eating here and there, but again, with the rule that I can contest, and be like, oh, actually, I don't want that. To come up. How about this? Right? Like, another okay. spoken rule that I'm okay to not comply with those rules, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And in general, uh, like I was telling you in person, right? That I think we found fascinating. Competition is hard in Russia as well, too, right? Like, most men are kind of losers there, you know? So, they drink a lot. They don't really work hard. And for high-quality men, the competition are much more fierce between women, basically. Mm -hmm. So, growing up, which I, I told you about, too, like, we... The, at least we didn't have dumpsters for every house. Like we didn't have any trash bins. We had like one big dumpster for the whole neighborhood that you have to like walk through. For me, it was like about 10, 15 minute walk, I would say, to go just take out my trash, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Telling you, you guys entitled here. You know, like it's just, you have it like, wow. boom, ready, right? For me, it's like a walk wow. every time I got to take out my, my trash. And I remember I would not go out without wearing makeup just to take out my trash. I know it sounds so silly now being in my mid-30s even talking about it. <laughs> but when I was like 18, 18, I was like, oh my God, what if someone sees me? <laughs> so I would only, I would never leave my house without makeup, basically. Okay. Which was wild to think back in the day, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then always, always like wearing high heels as well, too. Right? No matter how hard my day is, unless I'm going to like, you know, to the gym. Anything else, it's high heels. You know, like even grocery shopping, high heels. College and stuff, you'll wear high heels all the time. So you're saying that women were constantly in competition mode like
1: they they could feel it yeah so what would happen if there was this like really amazing man who was a leader who was successful who was attractive great personality because you're saying they're few and far between Mm -hmm. what would happen so is it just
2: easier for men of quality to get dates over there yeah it is i mean back in the day at least right like when i when i moved over 15 years ago now, right? So back in the day, yeah, correct, right? Like you would want, again, if, if men have an option of having a really awesome woman who is into business and very smart, or a woman who is also into business, very smart and also very beautiful and, and puts effort into her appearance, which one would he pick? Right. Right? That's the option, basically, right? Like, so yeah, yeah, I don't have to put on makeup, right? I don't have to look good, like, right? But well, then, guess what, right? Like, again, I will not be... You wouldn't be the selected one. Yeah, exactly. You know what yes. I mean? Because, like, again, there are, there are women who are willing to work even harder, basically. You know? So-, and so then what about when you go
1: over to the U.S.? Were there more options of men like that? Is that what you noticed? That.
2: Yeah. yes. And again, because I moved as well, I was more exotic one, too, right? I spoke on an accent. I had different values. I stood out, right? So for me, dating in the U.S. was actually even easier, Because in Russia, I was very bored. It was quite, like I said, like it was... Too routine. It sounds more dire over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Too routine. And then in in, in uh, US it was more variety as well, too, which 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 I strived. And again, I was more of a interesting exotic person who moved on her own, basically, right? And was very oh, you were you made those moves? Really, you weren't scared. Like it was very unusual for a young woman that of my age, which was nineteen at the time, to be so proactive on on working on a career, on 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 moving here, on also being pretty and. Learning two languages, basically speaking two languages, having two degrees. and, And so it was very refreshing for American men to see someone hardworking and pretty and smart and what have you, too, you know? Right. Doing all of it. Okay. And so then what did get you then?
1: So suddenly you came to this place where there were so many more options for you of guys who put themselves together, who really had drive, who didn't just sit on the couch, right? Like, so there were a lot more options than there were in Russia. So did you find this... Attractive, like how did these guys stand out? Like how did you stand out at that point?
2: Oh, well, it's a really good question as well, too, right? So <laughs> I love, I love what you're asking too. So what I would say is, uh, some of my Brazilian friends said before, dating, like seeing Russian people, we like watermelon, very hard shell but soft on the inside, right? Seeing someone like from America is quite the opposite it takes a while to get to know us basically right to, to find out true us Because by default when you when we meet new people in in you know like eastern european culture we assume they're all full of shit and <laughs> unless they prove themselves right and worthy right when we meet new people like oh, i don't really know if i like them by default we don't like anyone right so they earned our trust then we're like okay we'll like them versus in the western world it's the opposite everyone's like friends until you do something wrong basically right yeah. but what i found is that it's was very surface level friends we're like hey and it's like you know very uh i didn't feel very close connection basically so i was homesick for a while because i couldn't relate to someone on a deeper level right on paper they look good and again i i did it because i work in the fashion industry i did like some male models that would have like six five but also were smart the firefighters uh, doctors would have you basically as well as models right but i was like yeah you know, didn't right. have a good board. Didn't have like a good connection, so We would connect on on a deeper level, right? On paper, they look perfect candidates, and it was fun. But I didn't feel like emotionally fulfilled. Basically, you know. Okay. To get out and find that person.
1: What does that mean? Like, what does that look like when you do feel a deeper connection? What is it that you're looking for? Uh,
2: well, again, it's a good question, right? It's it's connection to past to understand where I'm coming from and also connection to your future, right? To make sure we're on the same page with building the, the life that we want together, basically, to make sure our views aligned with that part, with that regard, right? So would you
1: say that these guys talked a lot about their present that you would interact with rather than talking about your past or your
2: future? Yeah, <laughs> correct. Their present and themselves a lot as well, too, basically. A little bit, I would say that. For me, it was more interesting about talking about like, past, um, like, video games and, and and nostalgic feeling we played. And, and also talk about, like, nerdy stuff, talking about, you know, physics, really cool theories, really cool, like, ideas and futuristic, like, utopias and stuff that I like discussing, right? So many people will be like, oh, uh, yeah, sure, sounds good, right? Like, they, they didn't quite connect it on the things that I care for, basically.
1: Interesting, okay.
2: And what do you say... I know it's hard to speak for all
1: Russian women, <laughs> but our... Russian women looking for more substance or would you say that's just a you thing? I would
2: say that's a bit more of a me thing. I was a little bit, again, it's the reason why I moved out, right? Um, I recently spoke to my sister. We like sit down, had like a two-hour phone call basically, right? And she she always told me that you always were like a different one. You always wanted to like, just. she called me a tank. You like, go. <laughs> you right. know what you want and you go for it basically, right? I would say Russian women a bit less proactive in what they want overall. They just want like a comfort level. They want a good man overall when it comes to their like, you know, dating, make sure that their family sets and they're taken care of, what have you, right? For me, I wanted to like go deeper basically personally, you know? So for me, I was willing to go alone even right, providing I am keep working on myself and keep diving in more self development and continue educating myself and what have you, basically, right? Oh mm-hmm. majority, like the majority of Russian women, for example, will be too intimidated to move on their own into unknown territory where they can't call their own upon their community, right? Like in Russia, we're very connected to community in general, right, to family and friends and neighborhood and stuff as well too, which for me I wasn't really fitting in very well.
1: Okay. So from what I'm hearing from you, so Russian women specifically, if you weren't to date somebody like you, would be looking for somebody who's very assertive, who is direct, who is driven, who can put themselves together well, who can have good conversations about their past and their future in order to connect, incorporates touch into their conversation as well. All these things like really trigger chemicals in the brain for there to be oxytocin so that there can be some spark there. But really, Russian women are also looking for men who kind of understand their values and can connect to that.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm hearing from you. Yeah, and I would find that Spanish culture is somewhat similar to to Russian as well, too. Spanish, I would say they're a bit more social and friendly compared to Russians, right? But they also, like, both cultures rely on family. They rely on really good, stable, like, household, basically. That's what they want, basically, that their values are They rely on their community and, like, secondary family to be, like, all in touch together, basically. So, like, we're kind of similar with that regards, you know? Okay.
1: Okay. No, this is really interesting. Okay. And then did you find it hard to be dating somebody that was American when you moved over to the U.S.? Like, was that a challenge for you?
2: I found it easy to make a lot of surface-level friends. And my circle got wide, but not deep right so i could only speak to very few people and especially early on when i couldn't speak english very well right so i couldn't have all yeah. the conversation that i was striving for right so like i said like my social circle became very wide but very shallow basically because of that right so it took me a while and eventually obviously i find my way around and i found more of my people too okay mm-hmm. interesting
1: okay this is awesome thank you so much for for this conversation yeah, i think it was
2: amazing why don't you tell people about the program that you and adam run Oh, yeah, absolutely. We run a program called Ace Formula, where we teach men over a course of six months on how to develop good mindset when it comes to dating, work on themselves, become more attractive, and obviously navigate through a complex dating world of different personalities and read women where they are on certain like, days, basically.
1: Okay, wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right, well... Thank you for talking with us today. New episodes of the Ask Moon podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please go and subscribe to our show so you're not wasting time downloading individual episodes. We love you guys. You're awesome. And we'll see you again next week.